0: Welcome to the Life Church podcast. We are here to help people experience a life changing relationship with Jesus. We hope you were blessed with this message, recorded live from Palmerston North, New Zealand. Enjoy. Who's heard of the, 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 the story about the, the feeding of the 10,000? 5,000, 10,000? That's right, the whole thing, that's right. But who's heard about the, the feeding of the goldfish? Not many, huh? It's probably because it's not in the Bible, but it's what led me to today's word. So a few months ago, I was out feeding our goldfish. I don't do this very often, so it was a surprise. And I go there, I'm feeding the goldfish, and as I put in the bits of the food, the fish start squirming around, and I noticed that as I threw the goldfish food into the water, the water created a bit of a Ripple. And then this made my little weird Scottish mind start thinking, weird things, because I am weird. Some of you obviously know that. <laughs> you know me too well. Made me think about the time I was down at the, you hear my Scottish accent coming out there when I said that? What's happened? I've turned into somebody from Glasgow. Glasgow. Bring it back, Lord, Here it is. So it took me back to the time I was down at the lagoon and we were feeding the ducks with bread. But me being a mischievous little chap, decided, what happens if I throw a stone into the water near the ducks? So I threw the stone in the water not completely right next to the ducks. I gave him a couple of feet. The stone went up in the air. It came down. Pop! Hit the water. Splashes came up. And I noticed the same thing that I saw with my fish food, the ripple going out in the water. And I realized that the stone then traveled down under the water, possibly hit another stone, and frightened some little fish that were just, doing nothing but enjoying themselves. And then all of a sudden they hear this and they scatter. And I realized that I was actually a part of that whole little process. I was connected to the fish. I was connected to the water because I started that process. Stop laughing, Tori. Tori feels like she's one of the fish, don't you? She's sitting there going like this. So I was connected to those animals. Then, of course, being from Scotland, we have snow over there. You may know that. South Island people? Okay. Wow, there's one of you. Hallelujah. Good stuff. So my dad used to take me up the hills in Scotland when it was snowing. And we'd make snowballs. And then he'd pack the snow nice and hard and then he'd start rolling it down the hill and it would gather and the snowball would get bigger. Mines used to fall apart because I couldn't pack them that tight. So I used to cry a lot. (laughs) Nothing's really changed to be fair. (laughs) So then we've got Sir Isaac Newton's third law of motion. And put simply, this states, to every action there is always an equal and or an opposite reaction. So I'm going to just display this for you. So if my action is to throw this ball up in the air, the theory is that the reaction should be that it will come back down and hit the ground. Unless there's something up they're going to catch it. (laughs) Let's try this out. the theory also is that if I if I pull on this rubber band this way and then I sort of let it go that way it's going to hit somebody in the eye and I'm going to be sued (laughs) sorry you can keep that, it's a little memento bring it up after the service I'll sign it for you it could be worth money one day Probably to keep it. <laughs> so the further back that I pulled that rubber band, the further it was going to go. Then my last theory is, who's heard of the Big Bang Theory? One person. This is going to be a long service. <laughs> wow, Wait, let me go back. Well, when? <laughs> so this is how astronomers explain the way the universe began. The idea is that the universe began as a single point Then it expanded, stretched to grow as large as it is right now. And it is still stretching. Now, I've got no argument with this, but let me just clarify this. Just think about this. How about you humor me for for a few seconds? How about you just all close your eyes and just think about nothingness? Everybody, just close your eyes. Oh, I've got an echo. Just... Close your eyes and just focus on a point in the nothingness that you see. Are you all there? Can you see that? Let there be. Oh, somebody got a fright there. I saw that. (laughs) Let there be. The first words spoken. That was the first big bang to the planet. That should have been... Let there be. I'll give myself a fright. Can you imagine? Nothingness. Absolutely nothing. And then God spoke. To me, that's a big bang. That would have been the big bang. And like the scientists believe there, that the earth is still expanding, or the universe is still expanding I don't see anywhere in the Bible where this Lord said let there be and then say okay stop that's enough. It's still going. God is still in the business of creating. Still in the business of creating. So the voice of the voice of God, the word of God was the very first thing ever. And likewise the words of our mouth Carry the power of life and death. Did you know that? Proverbs 18.21 tells us, Your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. So be careful what you say. The message puts it this way. Words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Now this brings me to a phrase commonly referred to in the Bible as the golden rule found in the book of Matthew. So what is the golden rule in the Bible? Jesus said, Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. The NIV puts it this way, So in everything do to others what you would have them do to you. The Passion Version says it this way in Luke 6.31, The way you want others to treat you is how you should treat everyone else. Now sadly today, we're so often told by many the reverse. We're basically told by many who promote a viewpoint of looking at for number one only, and that is to do others before they do you. You know that one? Get into them before they get it from you. They think only of themselves. They first take everything they want and need, and only then they consider the needs of others. I call this... The fool's gold rule. The fool's gold rule. But by implementing and embracing the golden rule, not only improves our relationship with others, but it will also improve our relationship with God. By exercising this simple but deep human relationship principle, it can help us to treat others with kindness, compassion, and godly love. Now, I happen to work in a place where... Every day I see people actually living and acting out the golden rule. Although many of them themselves may not even know this, may not realize it, but they're actually living it out. I can give you numerous names, examples, older folk, young people, mothers, kids, manly, manly men who come along here and do lots of work around the place there. And yet one day you'll see them Sobbing and crying like a big Jesse at a baptism. Is that man in the house? Not going to say anything. A couple of weeks ago, Pastor Don uh, shared a story about his uh, missions trip with YWAM many years ago. And on his trip, he met a young missionary who was also traveling. And Don was asking about what he was doing and he told him and he said, "He said, unfortunately, he said, I've got a bit of a problem that I'm going on the next flight and I've got no more money to carry on my missions trip. And so Don received a word from the Lord and the Lord told Don to give this young man all of the money that he had so the young guy could continue his journey. And Pastor Don, being sort of half-Scottish, Decided, that can't be from you, God. I want to check this out. <laughs> so he had been an argument with the Lord. But he got it again. Give him all your money. So Don did. Don gave him every cent that he had. Passed it on. And Don was just at the beginning of his journey. So this young man goes off. Does what he's got to do. Don caught his next plane. And on the plane, he meets an Australian couple. Now this is going to sound really weird. Australians giving money to a Kiwi. Hang, hold the hold the line. <laughs> they ask him what he does, and Don tells them their story. And he explains to them what had just happened before. At the end of the journey, this man and his wife turned to Don and say, Listen, we really want to support what you're doing, and we want to give you all of this. So they gave him all the loose cash that they had. Multi-currencies. But the beauty of it was that every single cent that that, that Don received there was just enough to get him actually through his own missionary trip. How amazing is that? Doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. A couple of personal stories. A few months ago, um, we went for a cup of coffee in the the local. Went for a cup of coffee with in the local with some staff members, and, and, and uh, some of the staff started sharing some things about other people and Tori happened to mention something about me. And that is that uh, when we were in the office up the stairs here, each morning she would come in, particularly in the winter months, um, I would have the heater going in the office and have her a nice hot cup of coffee. Ah. She's the only one that said that. Ah. (laughs) And I did that every every morning. It was was part part of her daily ritual. And then um, about three weeks ago, Two weeks ago it would have been now, sorry. I, I, I went home on the Wednesday afternoon, had a bit of a cold. Went home, and on the Thursday morning, I get a text from Pastor Zion. I thought, uh oh, I'm in trouble here. What happened was that he came into the office, and the building was cold. And he sent me a text saying, Steve, I really appreciate <laughs> what you do each morning, turning the heaters on for us and keeping it warm there. I miss you, come back. (laughs) Wasn't that lovely? Okay, so the content of the golden rule can be found in what is without a doubt the greatest sermon ever, and that is the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 7, 12. So now here's the but. The thing is to understand this quote by Jesus in context, we first need to go back into verse 7 which basically says we can go to God for our needs and receive help from him. So let's have a read of that in Matthew 7, 7. In the NKG, I'm going to read from New King James. That's the Bible that Jesus uses, isn't it? Yeah, I knew somebody would say that. So 7, 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Now the next couple of verses develop on this thought, just as any caring human parent Gives good gifts to their children, so God also gives good gifts to those who ask Him. That's 9 to 11. And verse 12 then sums it up. He says, Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. The word therefore links the Golden Rule verse back to the previous promises, and therefore appears in many different versions of the Bible. Other words will say, So. So the question is this, what's the therefore, therefore? Well, basically it simply means this, for that reason. So here's a thought that might help us all. Look at it this way. If we think of the word therefore as, what else have I got in my pocket? All right. you can't do that it doesn't magnify my voice <laughs> it doesn't magnify my voice so if we take a magnifying glass I'm amazed what I find in my pockets it's amazing must be some chewing gum there somewhere I put there last year so we take the magnifying glass and what it does is taking a higher idea and zooming in on an important aspect of what we've just read. It says, okay, we've discussed a big truth. Now here's why it matters. If therefore is a sign to us of something important is being clarified, shouldn't we pause or stop and think to ourselves, do I know it's actually being clarified? Let's read that whole verse in context now that I've explained that to you. The, the therefore, So Matthew 7, 7 to 12 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who if his son asks for bread will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, Will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who in heaven, gives good things to those who ask him? Here we go. Therefore, or so, or for that reason, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. So can you see how the word therefore connects us directly back to the promise about asking, seeing, seeking, knocking? Can you see that? In other words, what it's doing is assuring us that we can ask God for help in our lives and we will receive it if we do the former. Now, I don't know where you are at personally with your doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. But I do believe today that each one of us can make a small splash that will create ripples and ultimately a big change in our lives and others' lives. Just like those examples I gave before, you know, the throwing the stone, the Big Bang Theory, et cetera there. Simply by creating small ripples each day in our personal lives, in our homes, workplaces, and schools. And dare I say it, even in our churches. Yes, there's people in here as well, you may have noticed to do to others what we would have them do for us. Let's us be the example and lead the way. Maybe for some of us, it's time to step up and make ripples. To repair friendships, relationships, maybe with a family member, a workmate, your boss maybe. Perhaps from the damage that we've caused, meaningfully or not. Remember I mentioned before about the power of our words. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Let us be the initiator in this and lead the way. Now here's some comforting news for you. We don't have to do this on our own strength. God has never asked us to face the difficult things in life on our own. God's desire and plan has, is, and always will be to help us. We read this before. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. God is always listening. He's always revealing the truth, and He's always ready to answer the door to anyone who knocks. I was thinking before, it's something we actually sing here regularly in church, and we proclaim these words Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working you never stop, you never stop working. Never stop, never stop working. That's our God. We sing of a God who never stops working. Do you believe that this morning? Four people do, praise the Lord. Remember, therefore, for that reason, whatever you want men to do, do also to them. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can comment, subscribe, or share it with your friends. For more information, visit us at lifechurchpn.co.nz. Have a blessed week.